Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me, back after a week in the sin bin, is JD. How are you, mate? Not so bad. How are you, Michael? How's yeah, your week good. been? Yeah, busy, but you know, it's good. Good racing. Did you catch much fish on your time off? Uh, your... We did. We cleaned up the first day pretty good. Caught a, um, a heap of barra. Uh, did you we get, didn't the get any, No, we didn't get him any big fish. The biggest fish was a 73 centimeter. All right. Still a nice fish, heavy fish, so he was pretty happy. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you had your time off. You've no longer having to talk about more fishing. It's no more fishing for the year. Uh, well, speaking of fishing, I'm going fishing tomorrow. Of course you are. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, we're recording on the Tuesday of the 24th. Um, tomorrow is a public holiday. Obviously, so everyone Anzac that day. will get this, uh, it's an Anzac Day. Everyone that will get this will be released on Thursday. So I hope you have a good Anzac Day and, you know, go to the dawn service in yep. your local area. Um, Support the troops. Yes, all of that. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, well. How about yourself? About Did you get up to anything interesting? or like, I know you. you no, nah, I've worked, worked Saturday. Yeah. Um, I watched the race on. I watched the race a little bit on Saturday, so it's a good thing we. You, I got here and said, "Dude, you know, did you take any notes?" And you go, "Yeah, I did Saturday's race, but didn't do Sunday." I'm like, "Oh, good, because I did Sunday's race and didn't do Saturday." So we, we've got things covered, mate. We're like, we're a perfect team. Share data off each other, but we, we don't have data. any data to compare. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Oh well. Well, let's um, let's jump into it. Let's go into qualifying. Uh, qualifying was uh, the Scotty McLaughlin show all weekend, really. It really was. Um, uh, we had uh, another stellar standout session. No one could really touch him, to be honest, in the in qualifying. No. Fab's got close to him, but obviously with... Yeah, with that... What was it? The wing was too aggressive set up? Yeah, so they, they, they made a wing change through the qualifying session on Fab's car, and they put a little bit too much angle on it. Like I little was saying, mistake. it's just an easy mistake to do when you're chasing it. Yeah, he says it's like they weren't trying to cheat. They just didn't fully think it through. They got preset holes essentially, and um, they probably shouldn't have, have the hole. Yeah, hole. they probably shouldn't have a preset hole that's higher than the allowed angle. But they they obviously did, and uh, they went ahead and and did that, and it it bit them in the ass. It come back to bite them, and uh, Fabs went from second all the way back to last because he was excluded, excluded from but qualifying. Man, he had pace in that car. Yeah, it was it was a good race to watch with him coming through the field. It was enjoyable. A lot of um, different little strategies and stuff going on through the race. Sorry to jump onto the race That's already, um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, little strategies and stuff. I see. Uh, Penske can't really, DJR Team Penske can't really get their head around being number one pit lane and using that to an advantage. They're not really using that as an advantage yet. No, not yet. I think, you know. Was a tight pit lane. We're lucky. They've had about eight years of that garage. Yeah, yeah. They've been pretty dominant for you a think long like time. You think like in the, that front garage, like Roland just goes around like Roland was here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's probably looking at like someone's uh, got his wife next door or something yeah. at the moment. It's, you know, one, that's mine. <laughs> one quick thing with the qualifying. I mean, we won't really need to go into it because we know Scotty, I don't know why I didn't think about this last week when I was like, what's my tips for this round? I was like, lounsy. You know, to be honest, not that bad. But... He, um, Scotty is just a magician around this circuit. Yeah, well, if you look at the, the um, Saturday race for qualifying, excluding um, Fabian, obviously, because half he was excluded. Half a second. He, yeah, the next closest car is Jamie, and that, there's, what, 5.4 tenths yeah, that, behind. Yeah, that's crazy. But I found qualifying 
not that exciting this time after the format that we had in Tasmania. Yeah, it, it, it was a real eye-opener, that qualifying. It really brought something to the field. I guess if shootouts have still got that same feeling. The shootouts that, do. I imagine yeah. a top 10 shootout still... I mean, there's something I love about a top 10 shootout. Just you, you and the track and just no one else to stop you. Yeah. But, but you you know, when you got the Q1, Q2, Q3, you've still got other traffic you slightly got to deal with. But you just got that excitement of things, you know, people dropping out or having to make the time. And, and as, uh, as the track evolves, it pushes people to go back out and try again. Mm. Well, this one here, you had Scotty, I don't know how many. Scotty parked he just it. did a couple of laps and parked out and was like, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. He, um, he did, I think, two five, fast laps. Five laps all up. Yeah. Uh, I think he did two fast laps, you know, two out laps and two return laps. So, yeah, he just parked it and yeah, said, yeah, try as hard as you want. I, well, he basically, when he got out of the car, he said, look, I can't get any more out of the car, so there's no point running again, wearing out a set of tyres. Uh, the boys can go as as much as they can. If they beat me, they beat me. Yeah. No one did. <laughs> no, one, no one came close. I think Fabs was still even two or three tenths off by memory. Yeah. So, pretty... Oh. Pretty, Let's um, jump crazy to the Sad Day race. Yeah, so well, the big news obviously before the race even started, it was Fab's getting put rear, so that was yeah. changed the changed the look of the front of the field. It was going to be a Shell V Power lockout, and it ended up with a Scotty versus Jamie. Yeah, the old trio or trio, the old jewel from last year, um, basically having a another Are you crack at it over that yet. From last, what? The, no, no, the, just the way the commentators always like. Oh my God! There's unfinished business here. It's 2016 rematch, and rah, rah, rah. <laughs> I'm just like, you're all right. I get it, but it's this season. I don't think. I think everyone sort of blew it up a little bit more than. So I'm sure Scotty was devastated. Oh, it, of course he was. He was. Um, but I think they think there's more think personal unfinished business and stuff like. I don't. Yeah, they're trying to make it like it's a personal thing, like he's got a little vendetta against Jamie. But I guess it helps sell TV rights. So they've got to do. They've got to do their thing. They're they're the ring announcers at, at the boxing match, essentially talking up the animosity between the two of them. But it, I think they they get along all right. I think they race hard and they try to race. Both of them are actually fairly clean races, which is good. Yeah. Um. So it it was good to see them lining up side by side. And off the line, I was like, because I watched this on my phone and I was just like, saw the jump. I was like, Jamie's got this. I was like, just from the initial jump and even though they went side by side through in turn one, I was like, Jamie's got this lawn. Like he, he had, the thing about Phillip Island is like, yeah, the turn one is quick, but it's, you open. can go side by side through turn one, especially off the start of the line where you don't have the pace in the car as you do like on a flying lap. I knew Jamie had the inside line for turn two. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty pretty much a copycat of a couple of years ago, except for There was no Volvo and uh, Jamie didn't get put in the dirt. Yeah, Jamie didn't get two wheels in the dirt, which was a pretty wild ride of um but it Great was a pretty good clean uh, clean first corner and Hats off to both of them. That was it's a very quick corner, and they were both taking it to the max. So, mm. um, and they both got around there too wide and cleanly, and uh, went into the next corner. And Jamie a little bit ahead, and ended up grabbing the lead off the start. Um, then managed to control the race fairly well from there. He did. Scotty was always there. He was always sort of right on him, but he never could get past the, the pace differential between the two cars was too close. Um, Scotty ended up with following him into the pits each time as well. Yep. 
I thought every time they were gonna, just going to pip him in the pits, but they they didn't. They didn't. They didn't organize it well enough. I, I think DJ are going to have to work on their pit stops. Like for them, if they want to be a dominant force like Triple Eight, their Triple Eight very rarely mess up in their pit stops, and they were so good controlling that number one garage, looking down the line, making sure you know you're not going to put in a bit of extra fuel. You know, they're going yeah. to pull out the fuel at the right time to get their car out ahead. Like, you need to look on the Sunday. Well, it's race easier to save fuel when you're ahead. Like, you can mm. you can do things like early shifting and stuff, enough that the car behind like you is you not going to get past yeah. you, but you can save a little bit of fuel. When you're chasing, you've got to really, really use a lot of fuel. So, the you know, to try and get the passes made and done cleanly. Um, so, I think that was the big thing. Scotty, after the race, was a little bit upset about that. You know, we need to iron that stuff out of our out of our the way we're thinking or however we're doing the pit stop. He also didn't get off the when he was dropped off the jacks, he didn't get off the grids like off his um pit bay real well. Oh, okay, yeah. He got a lot of wheel spin and stuff like that off his pit bay, so that didn't help. So in the first pit stop, I you know, we were, oh, I'm jumping a bit further there, but we watched the whole race. It was all good. Jamie finished second. Then I woke up Sunday morning, checked my phone and Jamie's now fourteenth. What was the main cause of that? So it was, I think it was, well, one, it was driver error, 100%. Um, so what was the actual incident so, that so the, so the incident that basically... Because I've seen it was very tight in the pits when it was coming out. The incident that happened is Jamie turned off his pit lane limiter uh, in pit lane wow. before he got to the acceleration line. So, and, and it was pretty easy mistake. After watching the replays and stuff like that, you can absolutely see why it happened. So when Jamie came out of his pit bay pulled into the fast lane, was moving along, and then obviously Scotty started to come out of his pit bay. They were side by side. There's a merge cone off to your left, and Jamie would have been watching Scotty in his mirror, and Scotty quickly fell behind Jamie, and out of his corner of his eye, he's seen a witch's hat. There's a witch's hat at the acceleration line. Yeah, yep. Too bad this was not that witch's hat. It was the... Um, merge line for the fast lane and the working lane, uh-huh. so you can't go down any further down the, the basically yeah. without being in the fast lane. Jamie seen that out of the corner of his eye, turned the pit lane limiter off, accelerated. He only got to forty three kilometers an hour on the data, Doesn't but matter. was enough, and so it wasn't picked up by race control at all. Someone must have told them to look, uh, and they looked, and they can see that he turned his pit lane limiter off. And then back on, and they basically the rules were they didn't catch him speeding. They they had no nothing to say that he sped. They, what they did was they said you're not. The rules say that you have to have pit lane limiter on at all times. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a pretty clean cut rule break, and you know that's the rules and that's the penalty, and that's what happens. Yeah, and that's essentially how Jamie seen it as well. Was he he said, look, you know, I broke the rules. You know, it has to be fair for everyone. I don't want any the rule changed or anything. I wear the wear the consequences. It was a silly mistake, and he acknowledged it straight away. So he accelerated and then obviously looked forward and seen the cone. Oh, shit, there's another cone up there. Yeah, hit the limiter back on and come back down to the the 40-kilometer-hour speed limit. I wonder who dobbed him in. I wonder. I reckon it would be a pit bay that might be at the end of... Just just one further ahead of them. Yeah, just one further ahead of them that probably heard him hit the accelerator and then realized he hopped off it. Yeah. So... Get them... But, you know, that they all do it. They yeah, all do it each other. I mean, that's, that's something that happens. And, you know, Jamie manned up for it and he said, yep, my mistake. Yeah, 
costly, but oh, it big costly. You've gone from second to fourteenth. Yeah, I, I think it was like a sixty point. But I think it was like a sixty around a sixty point drop in one race. Yeah. So massive consequences. Jamie's now like fifth overall. Speaking of Triple Eight being so good, there's been a few dramas this year, oh, especially with Shane's car. car. No so, power steering. Yeah, intermittent power steering. I don't know. Don't know how he finished that race. So high up in the order, I think come Did home you hear fourth what or he something said on Sunday. Yeah, he feels like no God, feeling in the steering. No feeling in the steering. Yesterday, after driving for so long with no power steering, it's like I got to feel everything in this car. I knew exactly how it was holding. You know, he could just he knew that car perfectly, and then now he goes his power steering back. He's like I can't feel anything in it. Yeah, so massive, um, massive change for him, especially from one day. 250Ks with no power steering, big sticky tyres. Oh, he's and got his arms up on the steering wheel, yep. giving them a stretch. And yeah, I can't imagine what that would have been like. He would have been absolutely... giving him nothing but praise over like the ability to drive that car. Uh, that I long. think there would have been a lot of people in that field that would not have been able to do it. Mm. He's, a, he's like, quite he's a strong guy. Up the pace. He finished third in the end. Yeah, well, obviously with Jamie's penalty. so, But he brought it home fourth on pace. You know what I mean? Like that was a pretty standout that was a effort. Good result, yeah. considering everything that he had. The other talking points from the Sunday race because it's sort of like, well, it, a bit there of possession was a, order in the end. There was a little bit with. Have you noticed how quick Triple Eight is this year in a straight line? I reckon they must have been running those Commodores with the rear wings sort of angle quite flat and stuff like that because. Well, this track or just in general? This track. So going down the straight, cars would be right in the aero, like right under the front wing. This was happening with Scotty and, and Jamie when Jamie was leading Scotty. And and he would come around the corner, and you could see it. You watch the, from the car footage that he would pull up on the back of Jamie coming out of the exit faster, 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 and then they'd be halfway down the straight, and Scotty, even in the toe, couldn't keep up with like Jamie. It was just oh. holding stagnant, even in the toe. So there was no way he could pass down the end of the straight. But there's nothing wrong. Like, the teams can control. They've, they've got oh, their it's limits. Not, it's I not mean, a cheating. Gonna, it's going to hit them in another point where they're not going to have the downforce. It's either, yeah, yeah, obviously they're going to chew tyres out and stuff like that a bit quicker. But it's either they've they've done something engine-wise and they've got a little bit, un, unlocked a little bit more horsepower. Unlike, unlike Red Bull to have a faster car in a straight line. Yeah, or... In any category. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe their, uh, maybe their strategy for the weekend was to try and make it so they were competitive in a straight line a bit more. So, Yeah, I mean, Phillip Island's a very European-style track, so if you can flow through the corners and then get that, you know, the extra pace on the straight, it definitely right. help. Now to the big one that's close to hearts of many people, many listeners out there. Yep, what is it? So, what's your view on Shane letting Craig pass and then the team telling Craig he had to give it back? To be honest, when I watched this, I, um, yeah, so I saw Shane let Craig go through and I was like, good boy, Shane, you know, Craig's on the fresher tires, let him have a crack at Kelly. And then when Jay, uh, when he Lowndes couldn't get past Kelly, even before this happened, I said, all right, drop back, let Shane go. I'm, go. I'm a hundred percent like. Bit like you know, you said to me just before we started recording. I've been playing motorsport manager um, all weekend, yes. and you know what? 
I have no issue with what they did. And the fact that I even said to myself before, going, nah, let him go. Let him pass. And everyone's like, oh, my God, what happened to Lowndes? And I said, oh, good boy, Lowndes. Yeah, you could see it. it uh, yeah. They obviously weren't watching because I had the same thoughts. I'm like, where, where are you guys looking? Obviously, they're looking at data or something. They completely missed what was happening. But Craig obviously pulled out of the throttle, let Shane back through. I think, through. you know... Shane let Craig have a fair shake of the sauce bottle and try and have a good I feel like it. it was not enough, but he was I think too he long. probably should have moved. Like, if they was going to let him go, let him go earlier. If you're yeah. going to do this team orders, you're like, look, let him have a crack. If he can't do it, he'll give the position back. I don't know if this is because I've sort of, like, Formula One do this a lot more than, say, V8 supercars, yeah, where I- you're like, you know, go have a shot. I oh, can't give the position back, so it doesn't seem weird for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think people that form, follow Formula One are going to be obviously more acceptable to the so accepting what of you're this. Saying is everyone that listens to this show it would just be like, I don't see what's issue with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you do like Formula One, you would have seen it many times before, especially. Um, I d- don't know if Red Bull do it too much. Toro Rosso did it Red a few Bull times here. One time in Malaysia, in China. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, look, there's quite a few teams that the the stand-in rule is, you know, if one car's got a better setup and it's going faster at the time, try not to hold them up. Yeah. Now, V8 supercars have a rule that teams cannot give orders. There's not allowed to be any team orders in V8 supercars. Yeah. Now that yeah, there's a rule. When did that come? Was that new? No, it's it's an old rule and it's been around for a long time. Everyone just like ah, stuff that. So rule. the team can. And this is where it's really dangerous because the team told Lowndes that Shane's going to let him pass. That was Shane's idea. The team didn't tell Shane to let him pass. Mm-hmm. Shane said to the team, look, I'll let him pass. If he can't get past Rick, he has to let me back pass. This is where it was handled wrong. Irish didn't tell Craig. If you can't get past If you don't get past go. Rick, you've got to let Shane back through. He didn't tell him that. So Ooh. Iris comes over the, the radio four or five laps later or whatever it was, three, four laps later. Uh, you've got to let Shane back through. And Craig was pissed. He was angry. And I and I can see... I can see that. If you weren't told that and if it's not an agreement, but that being said is, you know, Shane could have been a right bastard and just made his car four I cars think wide. what Mounds' view was... Shane let me pass, and I don't know. I don't want to say anything too controversial. but Dude, man, we got to show we can do that. Do it. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I think his view was Shane let me pass because he knew I wasn't going to get past Rick, but Craig was going to pass Shane easy. Yeah. Craig had over a second a lap on Shane. I think if Craig managed to make the pass cleanly, straight up, past Shane, Yep, done. Or if he made the class, either not straight up, but if he managed to genuinely make the pass, all right, fine. You don't have to give that position back. But because Shane did actually, you can see him get out of it, got out of throttle, got out of, I don't know, did he get out of throttle or did he really just get out of the way? And he I just think he just moved over a bit. Yeah, and let Lounsey go through. You know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Lounsey fan. I was like, mate, go for it. Just keep going. Don't even give the position back. But I understand it's a team sport. I, 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 like I said earlier before, I'm straight up going, nah. I called it before. I said, Lounsey's going to give that position. He has to give that position back. 
that's just them's are the rules, mate. The more controversial thing was with Win Cup's exclusion, or with his fourteen place grip. Uh, put Lown, put uh, Van Gisberg. So, uh, let me word that correctly. Win Cup was given a drive-through penalty time post pace. Yep. Dropped him down to fourteenth. Yeah, Lowndes would have been third. I he was fighting at for the a podium. Time, if Lowndes <laughs> made it past Van Gisbergen and got onto the podium, no, you don't have to give your position back. But we didn't know that at the time. No, no, there no one did. Even, there was no it's just a little bit before. of salt into uh, the injury. Yeah, it's just a little bit like... <sighs> yeah, a little bit but, of sting there. Ah, Look, Storm in a teacup. Lowndes and Van Gisbergen did the right thing. I mean, hell, we only need a... We're about to touch on the second race, but how bad was the bloody Shane on the back of Lowndes in the second race? I was, like, was going to ask you, but I'm like, I'll just wait. We'll just wait because I've got notes on that one. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was an interesting... Do you want to talk about it now? We might as well. We've started. We sort of started, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. I. Do you think there was a little... A little message. I think they like, don't want to give me that position back, you bastard. Listen up here, old fella. Yeah, or make me look bad in the media or... Yeah, I don't know. There was something there because there was a lot of heat. You could tell there was going to be a lot of heat in the, in the cool-down room when they did their debrief. But was there much words Le- exchanged in the media? Uh, not too much. Lowndes just said that he wasn't happy and he was going to be telling them his view on the matter. So well, then, it, like I said, if I was Roland or Team Mark Dutton, because he's yeah. team man, I'd just be like, "Look, Lance, if you don't want to give the position back, make a genuine move past yourself." Yeah, I think Lance's problem was I was going to pass. He him was going to make the genuine pass, but then he got out of my way. Yeah, but so but, I think know, that's Lance's problem. He's like, Shane didn't have pace to keep up with me. There's no way he was going to keep the position. I was going to yeah. take it from him. I know, I know, but he did. He versus, did versus the rule in F one is there for well the rule. The reason the teams do it in F one is because it's so hard to pass another car. Yeah, it's like don't waste your tires, don't waste the effort. Just slowly let let him go. It's beneficial for both of you. Oh, let's let's actually jump on to the start of the race for the Sunday. Um, you had. Davey Reynolds versus Scott McLaughlin off the front of the line. I was really excited for the start of that. How, how do you feel? Yeah, it's... I don't know. I enjoy watching Reynolds race, and he's he's growing a bit. He has. that The start of that race is one of the best aggressive... Not aggressive. Aggressive is probably too hard of a word. I don't know what else to call it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he held his ground. He held his ground. Yeah, he um, he didn't. He wasn't going to be a push. He wasn't going to get pushed over yeah. because he's like, oh my. But like, I don't think Reynolds is like, oh my god, it's Scotty McLaughlin next to me. Like, I can't do that. Reynolds was in the sport well before Scotty. Yeah, and I I don't think that's what it's been. I think Reynolds just tries to keep it clean a lot of the time at the moment because maybe in his younger career he didn't, and now he's trying to turn that that leaf and trying to turn himself into a championship. Contender, he's definitely doing the right things at the moment. Yeah, he's and he's doing it. He's he's doing what I, I'd say he's learnt a little bit from Jamie last year. No DNFs. Try and come high up the field as that often was, as you can. Um, oh, did I take note of it? Uh, no, I didn't. But someone I can't remember who on the commentary team on the weekend actually said 
Davy Reynolds is doing a Jamie Win Cup. Oh, there you go. I didn't. I didn't rec- hear it, not, but he yeah. might not be banking the race wins. But he's you there. Know, a bad race for J. A uh, bad race for Reynolds this season is like ninth, eighth. Yeah. Well, he was. I, I heard him talk um, after the race meeting. They were doing that pit lane live thing that they do. Anyway, trackside. Trackside. I've been on that show. Yes, Michael has. <laughs> Same with Mitch. Hey, Mitch. <laughs> he, Michael got a little gentle shove by Mitch so that he could get in view of the camera. <laughs> I was behind Thanks, the, Mitch, was, by the way. I was behind the <laughs> Anyway, go on. Um, go on. What were we talking about? Uh, Davey Reynolds uh, and yeah. Stewart. Yeah, so Davey Reynolds, he's like, I don't know what happens, but he's like, this year I am managed to come second in championship no matter what I do. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I win a race. I'm in second. Yeah, yeah. I come eighth. I'm, I'm still in second. <laughs> I uh, I think it was the Saturday race. He's like, Jamie win uh, comes second in the race, jumps up the leaderboard into second, and then he gets penalized. I'm back in, in second. second. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, I can't do anything, but I'm just going to finish in second. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. So good on him. But he's doing a great job, and that, that small team of Erebus. I know that they, they, you know. A Betty, team, but Betty yeah. is a rich person, and she but she's running it off sponsorship and stuff like that. And f- I don't think hats Betty's off to him. Gone and thrown all their money into this. No, I think they've just started to make some wise decisions. They've got some good team managers now, and they're starting to get some good staff behind them, and it's all coming together. And having two good, quick drivers is definitely. I mean, all you need to do, like Reynolds, straight up in the pits after the race, was like. This result is purely Anton's responsible. Right? Yeah. Respons- Anton um, was responsible for this race because Anton's car on Saturday was leagues ahead of um, Reynolds. And the only reason why Anton finished so low on the Sunday race is because he got double stacked. Yeah, that hurt him a lot in that Sunday race. Yeah. They shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Yeah, it really did hurt him, that double stacking. But, you know, to to Anton's credit, he took it in his strides. I think Anton took more pride out of the fact that he was quick on the sad day and they took his setup. Yeah, his engineer and Anton obviously doing a great job together. So they both come out of the truck and were both rubbish. Mm. They both went in separate directions. Anton found a setup that was working. Davey adopted it and that turn Davey's weekend around. So on the Friday, Davey said we were going to be nowhere, yeah. 20th, somewhere down the field. And he said, put that other setup in the car. And all of a sudden it brought the car alight. We could start moving forward. Qualified second on Sunday. Yeah. Like he it made a massive dis- difference to the car. So um, good on him and good to see young Anton doing a great job at the team as well. And, and having valuable data for your teammate, who's a, not a veteran, but who's been in the field a long time now and, and, and knows what he's doing. Obviously, he's fighting for a championship at the moment. So it's pretty cool to be able to have that for such a young fella like Anton that's only, you know, he's a, a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie, and he wasn't even in Super 2s all that long. No, he wasn't. So he was not, not, nothing to take oh, nothing to take, take away from Anton. You know he's what? a very, very esteemed driver. After this, I, I wrote a little piece on um on a website at the start of the year rating the drivers. Yeah, and I I'll be honest. I gave Anton four out of ten. He's jumped. My predictions thought he was going to be. Well, and let's be honest here. The predictions of the year are not really working out the way we thought they would. No. So no, Jamie's in fifth. Um, Lowndes is not winning the championship. 
<laughs> no, but I meant for the rookies. Oh, for the rookies. So I we thought Stanaway was going to drive away because he's in a top Stanaway team. would have been in a great team. He would have been in a great car. But Stanaway is last in the championship standings. I mean, he's, he's had, had some bad luck. Don't get me wrong. Shocker. But he's also not had the pace. And I thought Hazelwood was going to be a bit further up. But, I mean, we might as well touch on a little bit now. Bryce was actually up in Darwin this weekend. And, yes. Um, he basically said he's not super stoked with the car. They they just they can't unlock they can't unlock the setup out of the car. Pa- they can't get a pace out of the car. Yeah, they they're um, having dramas. Todd's having the same dramas. Um, they they're slowly working little bits out here and there, and the engineers are working their asses off to try and get these cars to unlock some speed and go, but. They're really having dramas with them. Both of them are. And yeah. it's it's really affecting their it's year. Really hard. I mean, especially it's such a big jump for Matt Stone to go from Super 2s to Supercars as well as then bring another driver in for, to Super 2s and try and engineer two brand-new chassis that they haven't worked on before. Yeah, and especially with Todd's as well. It's twins being set up, I'd say. You know, it's a very different car compared to what they have been running like it's even in Super Twos. You look at um, Tyler. What's his name? Tyler Green. Greenbury. Greenbury. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Bryce's teammate. Yes. He's in Todd's car from last year that won the championship. He's quicker than Bryce. Yeah, and it's it's going to be hard for Bryce to keep in front of him Can because Bryce kick him out of the car. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know what the the deals are with cars and stuff like that. But I assume not. Um, no one else at Matt Stone in the Super Twos is wearing Tyler's sponsors gear but they're all wearing prices there you go yeah I, I don't know i don't i don't know don't get too involved with it but it's it too is late for him to go back to the nissans yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, 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 matt white I, I i made a mistake i'm coming back <laughs> kick yeah. rulo out of my car no he's not even in ruler's car jacobson's in Bryce's yeah. old car yeah it is a shame like anyway we don't need to dread on that man, you know if you're listening, Bryce, chin up, mate. Keep pushing on. Hard yards, get... man. This is character building. This is character building. Yeah, well, that's actually something I think I've seen. It was Bryce or Todd put up last meeting. Like, this is very character building at the moment. We'll move forward. Yes. You know someone that has also did a great job this weekend? And we've gone back to our old way of doing the race where we're like, do you remember this? Do you remember this? Uh, Rick Kelly. Yeah. Well, f- what was it? how many rounds has he done now? 500 and 501 race starts. Yeah. I can't remember the rounds. 200, I think, rounds. No. Frosty was 200 uh, rounds. That's why he had 200 numbers. Yeah, yeah, Dude, okay. That was weird, wasn't it? 200 on the number. Like, you're like, come on, man. Five. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your number. Yes. Yeah, so, no, uh, it was very strong weekend from, uh, from Rick. Mm. Absolutely standout weekend for and him for a couple of years the, on the sad day he was like that's the easiest overtake you know from set third to second i've ever done i did that in bed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah jamie wincup penalty yeah. yeah so no it was a, it was a great weekend from them they really really strong showing all weekend and um good on them they, you know they've, the nissan team obviously been working hard and they they've got the pace there again mm. um my notes here again on the Saturday race was DJR Team Penske not great in the pits. They dropped from first to fourth. What, Sunday race? On the Sunday race, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah That yeah. was just, 
I mean, lucky Scotty's got the pace in that car and he's just untouchable at this circuit. That could have been the race win. Yeah, it could have been. And they put more fuel in his car. They yeah. put like 81 litres to 76 or something it was. Yeah. Yeah, they, they ran it. Must have been trying to run it full bickies. You should see Reynolds is quite far down the grid, right? Like, because, you know, Erebus last year improved. Not not leagues and leagues ahead that, you know, moved them quite close up. You know, they're not Red Bull garage close. Yeah, yeah, of course. Surely you can see Reynolds coming like, all right, when he gets to Tickford, drop Scotty. Yeah. But no, nah, he got well, held up. And then he got bunched up with all the other cars. Yeah, I seen them. They released him too. So they released, yeah. Instead of going, oh, screw it, we're going to be stuck behind all these cars. We'll put more fuel in. Yeah, they let him sit on the in the transit lane. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that. I thought it was a bit weird how it all sort of happened. If they want to really, really dominate the sport, your pit stops is where you make a lot of time. Free time. You make a lot of time up in pit stops. Yeah. Anyway. Um, enough on that lecture. <laughs> Anton had to double stack. Rick Kelly was really lucky for the fact that he actually pitted just before the pits, the safety car. Lucky and not lucky, I guess. But he did end up popping out in front, but then he only had 58 litres of fuel he put in because they sort of followed the same um, strategies what they did on the Saturday. Yeah. Pit early, get in that f- gap, put not heaps of fuel in there and then let it run and then I did like the interview they did with him afterwards and he's like it's been so long since I've led a race with a um, safety car I'm sitting there thinking when can I accelerate when do I have to stop weaving (laughs) like all these things he's like I've not had to lead off He's like, remarkably, yeah. I did a pretty good job. <laughs> he did, and he managed to pull the gap. He pulled, what, four seconds, I think? Yeah, three point something, I yeah. think it was in the end. Yeah, so he did a, ma- he had a he massive had a three, gap. I think he had a four-second deficit of fuel. Yeah. And I think he managed to get 3.3 seconds or something ahead. Yeah, I think it might have been even five seconds of fuel or something mm. in the end. It but was, yeah. but I mean, he did a great job to to do what he did. Yeah, it was still really strong showing. He did a good, good great work. Um, my other notes was Triple Eight, not that great no. on the Sunday. They went the wrong direction in their strategy, and, or not strategy so much, but the car setup. Yeah. They could not find the turnability. Is that 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 the right term? <laughs> they were understeering. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure I read an article saying Triple Eight were chasing turnability in the Commodores. Turnability. There you go. That's a new one. Yeah. The ability to turn, I believe, is what <laughs> they had issues with. Is that in the Oxford dis- Dictionary? <laughs> it must be. Turnability, eh? Turnability. <laughs> um, yeah, they're probably lacking a little bit of turn, I guess, is uh, probably what, what they were going, going for there. For. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunate for them. I mean, where did Jamie finish on the... He finished like ninth or eighth or something. Let's have a quick look. So Jamie ended up finishing like ninth and he was nowhere. He was down four positions. So that wasn't a great weekend so much for um for Jamie. Scotty and Davey on lap 28 when they both came into the pits, I believe. And Reynolds came out in front. But those, that quick firing passing of each other. I think Scotty got ahead. Well, oh no, they both didn't come out of the pits. Scotty pitted first. Then Reynolds come out ahead on the straight on the turn two, turn one, 
Yeah, yeah. Popped yep. out and had a turn two. Scotty got past him. Then uh, Reynolds got past him. I was writing notes like, Scotty's passed. And then I'm like, oh, Reynolds is passed. So I just said Scotty versus Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. great, great passing by both. Yeah, it was it was excellent because Reynolds come out on cold tires and really defended really well. Mm. Um, yeah, did a great job. Should be proud of it. The speed there's a slight speed different deficit already, but obviously Scotty with worn tires has had a, a bit more car underneath him and got the job done in the end and got past Reynolds. Um, then Shane ran long, ran really long on it the did. last set and turned the race for him. Into a tire race, not a fuel race. Yeah. And he, I think he managed to work his way up through the field a little bit. He ended up finishing six. So from I, I didn't take notes exactly where he came out, but he did pass a few cars and he had the pace towards the end of that race. I think the last person he passed was Lowndes and that was a bumper to bumper to bumper to bumper. I'm surprised the team didn't say, how about you give the position back? Because I was just actually looking at the difference in the times and Lowndes is only about a second off Shane... At the end of the race. Yeah, it wasn't. It was pretty close. Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, because my, my, my last notes was SVG versus Lowndes. Um, and yeah, just a good battle with Rick and Fabs. Yeah, towards the end of it, because I thought Fabian might actually get through. Because he was doing all right towards the end of it. Yeah, but then yeah, Rick, they Rick was like, I am not letting the chance of a double podium first since like 2009 or something for him. Don't quote me on that. They did say it on the TV, but I didn't write it down. But yeah, it was it was Rick's first podium since Homebush, the last round in Homebush. And I wow. can't remember exactly when his Well, he did. He was, he was leading the race up here last year in, in Northern got, Territory, and then he had a throttle stick on. Yeah, and he, he, he binned it up here. Yeah, the Nissans do well in Darwin. That was the last race of that car, actually, because at the next race meeting, Bryce, Bryce had it. Yeah, and then yeah. Bryce ended up putting it on the podium in Townsville. Yeah, you go, lucky car maybe. Um, and then at the end, when the day was done, we had an all oil sponsored podium. Yeah, you want to explain that to the listeners there, Michael? So it was the WD forty Phillip Island five hundred. Yep. Um. You had Scott McLaughlin come home first in the Shell V-powered Falcon, yep. followed by Davey Reynolds in the Penrite Oil Commodore, followed by Rick Kelly in the Castrol Nissan Ultima, or Castrol Racing, whatever they want to call themselves. So yeah, all oil podium. What, yeah, what do they call them? They're Castrol Racing. Castrol Racing, yeah. I was wondering whether they call themselves Castrol Edge Racing or something like that, but no, it's just Castrol. Yeah, just Castrol. I think they've dropped the Edge. Maybe. They're, they're not branding it anymore. Anyway, they're just Castrol. Like, who cares? Yeah. As long as you buy our brand. I think their car looks good. It reminds me of the old days. It does, and I think that's what they're playing on. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. Um. Well. Good comment after the race we were actually just talking about before with... Yep. Davey Reynolds when they interviewed him at the just underneath the podium. Oh before. yeah, about Scotty. Yeah, you want to so go? Nah, you can go. You oh, can yeah. tell everyone. Okay, so they asked him how he felt about the race, and he said, Dude, they sh-. "He's like he's bloody too quick. Scotty's just, just about, too yeah, quick." Scotty, yeah. And he's like, "They should rename him to Philip McLaughlin." Yeah, <laughs> I know because he is ridiculous around here. Six poles in a row, and I think he's won about four of the last six races. So he's doing a massive effort there. It's, no it's tire, pretty much untouched. No tyre failures this weekend. One. Scotty had one in oh, practice. Oh, one in practice. That's right. 
Um, and then but on that was Saturday, obviously them pushing Saturday, their luck. They had very little camber on the front. I think the maximum was like five or six degrees. And then on Sunday, seven and a half degrees yeah. on the front. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit Marco of a learning was day. Out there going, back in my day, four degrees on the front or something, or five degrees on the front was outrageous. No one would run that. And yeah. now it's like seven's the norm. Yeah, yeah. They're just getting so much more lateral load for the tyres these days to make that work. So. Tickford Racing is still struggling on the 2016 tyres and Tria Shell still, like, Shell DJR Team Penske still not, not loving the 2016 tyres. No, it looks like they might have unlocked something this weekend, but I don't know if that's just the I Scotty we, factor. Yeah. But because, like, Fabs, Fabs is also quick. quick, and Fabs hasn't been that quick last year. This is a bet, I mean, as much as everyone's like, oh, Fabs is a left foot breaker, rah, 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 rah. This is a better track for left foot breaking. Yeah. But even then, they asked, um, I think Ingle did a little piece with Jack LeBrock and was like, honestly, what is the difference? You know, how much is there to gain for being a left foot or a right foot breaker? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, not that much. Well, he said, basically, I don't know. He's like, since I started doing it, I've been going better, so I'm not going to stop. Yeah. He's like, I don't think it's that measurable. I, I, I think there's a bit in fuel numbers. They reckon like that you're saying you could, you know, you might get to, that extra yeah, it's a bit of drag or throttle on while you're dragging the brake at the beginning of the braking zones and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't whole, know. I think it's much, not much. Well, that's Scotty McLaughlin show done. Cheers. Um, Mitch picked Shane Van Gisbergen for the weekend, and I picked Lowndes. So which one? Did he? Yeah, well, he got to two high positions, so that's because my driver had to give the position back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that that's that's it. Well, I thought I was doing what, right what, with... we, what are we doing now? It's Azerbaijan. It this weekend, F1? I think Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. It's the next race. Yeah. Yep. F one. Well, In... who are you going? No, oh, who won there last year, don't you? I know who won there last year, but I don't think it's going to happen again, so I'm going to go Vettel. Mm. I don't know, to be honest. Go on, go, go Ricardo, mate. Go on, Patriot. No, it's not going to happen. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Mm. He was lucky to win. Only because he was third fastest, but... That's because Vettel ran into... Hamilton, and then Hamilton had his bloody. It was an epic his, race his, last his year. His head brace. I know for a boring it went, track. It, it went was, forever, but it, in oh, the middle did. of the bloody morning. God, it but went that's because Hamilton time. had his head issue. Yeah. Um, Lance Stroll almost got second, and Ricardo passed like three people in and one, one corner. corner. <laughs> yeah, on the straight. That was ridiculous. I loved how they interviewed him, in between the red flag. Ah, uh, yeah, they talk, they and he's like, "You watch the restart. I'm coming." Mm. <laughs> like, oh crap! Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you're going Vettel, I obviously got to go the Nemesis. Well, you don't have to. You could go Vettel as well, and we we can split the points at the moment. I think Mitch and I are on one all, and you're on half a point. I'm on more than half a point. I, I won the first round. Thank you very much. Did you? Yes. Did you? Did you? you picked. First round, first round, sorry. Hamilton. Hamilton didn't win the first round. I picked No, I round. got the, the V8 round. Oh, you picked Scotty Mack. That's yeah. about half a point. 
Wasn't a point each? No, this is Tasmania. I don't... I didn't write down the first... I don't know. We, we, we <laughs> Someone said something about getting a whiteboard, and we haven't got that done yet. Okay, well, I, want a whiteboard I, I, I think... I think Vettel's going to win, but for the the competition stakes, yep. just to make it interesting, Sergio let's Cruz. go with <laughs> a Hamilton. A Hamilton. All right, so let me so quickly jot this down. You can so etch that in. Got, got a record of it. And we don't need to talk, we don't need to talk about the Ford V8 supercars because no, we'll, we'll do that, that. So Michael went. But I do feel like... I feel well, like I'll put a note. I'll put a note that you feel like I've robbed you. That's <laughs> that right? I f- look. I feel that this is weird because he normally I ask you the question and then I go second. But this time I'm like, I think Vettel's going to win. Who do you think's going to win? I uh, know you stole him. <laughs> stole him. Uh, I I think Ferrari's on a bit of a roll and they've got the confidence up. I think Lewis is struggling at the moment for confidence. And they're starting to last weekend, and they're starting to get all this. This you know how they get when Lewis gets sort of out of balance. Almost he he goes starts to shake himself to bits, sort of thing. You know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see whether he can turn it around this weekend. It'll only take a race or so where he wins, and then all of a sudden he'll have his mojo back, and it'll be hard to beat him again. But at the moment, he's he's not quite right. There's been a few lucky ones for Vettel this year. And that's hurt Hamilton because then he blames his team and it, it becomes a bit of a vicious cycle. Well, um, you weren't here last week when the news of the Mustang dropped. Yeah, no, what's, I was what's away. What's your thoughts of that one? Are you, you're obviously uh, pretty happy about it? I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it at all. Um, like we are talking about before the the recording session. Mm-hmm. Um it is a pretty blatant move by Ford to sort of try and squash the new Commodore. Uh, I feel like you, it's... This could back... I mean, as much as I was like, do you rec- oh, Like I said only two episodes ago, I'm like, does anyone think that the ZB was going to be shit? But, and you know, and I'm going, well, this could backfire because it might not be as quick, but I'm, I want the racing to I think it'll, be close. I think it's still going to be as close. I think it'll be fine. I don't you think only there's need any... To look at the this parody will podium. Be, the parody will be there, but... Uh, I feel that this was Ford, because obviously Ford stepped back in when they haven't been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. So Ford were so Triple Eight left Ford because Ford wouldn't fund them. No, that's why they put the little Hogs Breath logo on the Ford yeah. logo. And a lot of teams did that to Ford. Ford was not helping at all. Not that Holden was helping him all that much. When Triple Eight went to Holden, they pretty much stole. Sorry to put anyone that loves Triple Eight out there, but. They stole pretty much half the sponsorship of all the other teams to pay for them to go to Holden, and it yeah. hurt a lot of the smaller teams. Hence, why Kelly Brothers ended up with Nissan and stuff like that. It was hurting the other Holden teams because they weren't getting that support from Holden anymore. But this here, I think, is a blatant um, Ford trying to shut down the new Commodore. Yeah, they, you were saying so Ford's no longer going to have Falcon and. Holden's trying to keep the Commodore name alive. I believe this is them trying to slowly kill that because they've got to have something to battle the they Commodore. What's your thoughts about if they bring the Camaro in? I'm not a fan of it, but if they want a coupe, if we're going to turn this into a coupe 
Um, I think why, why can't we just do a two-door? This to turn into a little U.S. car racing series in Australia it just doesn't seem relevant. Yeah, but we don't manufacture anything in Australia anyway, oh, so I'm it's going to change. That, but like, you know what? We're going to see the new Commodore on the streets. We already see the new Mustang. Well, if they start we, running you know them, they will sell them. Nissan Ultimus. No, you don't see any of them. I think I think they sold maybe six thousand in Australia. Yeah, there's not many it's of them. A really about. bad selling car. Yeah, there was basically like so through work. I would say we get, I don't know, twenty Maximus through work, but Ultimus. I think I've seen one. I don't even think I've seen one in Darwin. Yeah, they're pretty rare. So there's not not many of them about. Um, I remember seeing an article a couple of, like last year or something going. If you want to buy a rare car, just a <laughs> supercar, buy a Nissan Altima. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with the Camaro, but if it helps sell cars in Australia See, and it, 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 you know, it gives more avenues for teams. I'm all for it if they bring it in, but still keep the Commodore. Like Walkinshaw is the importer of the Camaro in Australia. Yeah, I think they're doing a HSV version. I'm all for Walkinshaw bringing in the Camaro, and maybe you know, um, who's a smaller Holden team. Gary Rogers, no, nah, they they will get their own manufacturer. They won't go to it. Techno, Techno is triple eight, baby. Yeah, it is. But you're asking for a small one. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying, trying to think. To, but trying is there help. like a little struggling holding team that might be like, oh, we're going to align no. ourselves with BJR? Sure, BJR are bigger than Gary Rogers. Really, maybe Erebus might decide to go to the Camaro. There you go. There's a smaller one. Yeah, you know, maybe that. Like, let's have four Camaros, eight Mustangs, and. Four Nissans and a uh, 20,000 Commodores. 20,000. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get rid of it. I just think you've got four less. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I don't, don't want all American built cars. Um, I made that quite clear last week. And if you want to hear my thoughts, listen to last week's episode. Let's quickly touch on this. This news broke like literally hours ago. Um, it's nothing locked in stone or anything yet but daniel ricardo has seemed to according to foxsports.com.au which are notorious for being correct yeah <laughs> um in fact i just anything with formula one news in australia except for us yeah <laughs> listen to us <laughs> just listen, listen to us believe <laughs> us don't believe anything else in australia about formula one though we're too far away to even be relevant you can normally judge whether it's true or not by how many of the legitimate news organizations, like I'm not talking news in general, but like sporting news organizations yeah, like, are, are willing to put their name on it. Not many people are putting their name on this. No, I've only seen Fox Sports <laughs> put their name on this. This sells, this sells, <laughs> this sells uh, advertising in Australia. So what the headline is, speculation around Daniel Ricciardo's future continues. Um... It turns out that apparently Ricardo has signed a what is it? Um, a pre-contract essentially a is what they got. Pre-contract with Ferrari. Yeah. Um, that he's got up until I think it's June thirtieth that he can only negotiate purely with Ferrari. Um, if they don't come to an agreement before after uh, before June thirtieth, then he can go on to other car um, other teams and sort of negotiate. Is this? Is this the right move for him, Ferrari? I feel so. I feel it would be better if he went to Mercedes, but I feel like Ferrari. I can't Ferrari. see him wearing the white jumpsuit. <laughs> no, I feel like Ferrari is the right move. 
I don't think uh, Red Bull's going to have a competitive package that's going to bring him a championship in the next couple of years. Mm. I feel that he will have to battle with Vettel for number one in the team because Ferrari is notorious for choosing a a dominant driver to try and make their championships. But I think that he can take it to Vettel. Yeah, and I don't think hard if Vettel wins it this year, and then Ricardo comes in and he's got to play second fiddle the first year. Yeah, I don't know if they'll do that, but I think they'll leave it for the first few meetings and they'll see how it goes. I don't think they'll be a hundred percent biased instantly. It'd be silly to do that. Mm. Ferrari or Red Bull is actually one step closer to becoming a Ferrari feeder team at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, it's like well, for, you know what? Bring the drivers if, up. If, if Hamilton, if Hamilton, if Ricardo goes to Ferrari next year, three to five years time, I'll put money on Max going to Ferrari. Yeah, well, uh, what's his contract? Three years, I think. Yeah, three years, I think. Yeah, three years after this year, so he's nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. I just don't think they're going to have the package for him. I don't think he should stay at Red Bull. I'd love for him to stay there. Don't get me wrong. I, l- I love the fact he's I at Red Bull. Like I think Red it suits. Bull. Suits gonna, his, well, I think it suits him down to a T. He can be goofy. He's fun. He sells. He's he's a probably one of the best salesmen out of the whole thing. Like I don't mean as in he can get on a, a stand and sell you something. I mean that he's good he for product. The, he gets he's great for product. He's like a lounge. Everyone loves him. Yeah. But you look at like you come to Melbourne, right? How many Ferrari flags and how many red shirts you see everywhere? Well, Ferrari's big around the world, yeah. Ferrari's huge in Australia. And Asia. And if you put Ricardo in with Ferrari, you might as, it's just going to be a red field yeah. in Australia. Yeah. So I think it's the right move. I don't think... If he could get in with Mercedes, I think that would be better. Because um, I think they're I still going to sort this. I think is locked in with Hamilton being their number one driver. You, know, you don't have to be a scientist to work that out. Yeah, I don't know. I, d- I don't know, to be honest. I think they try and give them equal rights. Um, I think Bottas just doesn't have it. Mm. Uh, no offence to Bottas, but he probably likes a different card at what he's getting and he, he can't shine in the car he's in. So. And Bottas has never had strong teammates, let's put it that way, until uh, now. Yeah. Until last year. Yeah. And it's, it's really not looked good for Bottas, unfortunately. Um. You know, he had Massa and stuff like that, but, you know, Massa played second fiddle to Alonso for a very long time. Ages. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good move. If he can't get Mercedes, I, f- I feel like Ferrari is his best choice. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, and then he can put pressure to become equal or number one driver at the team. Um, in other little news is apparently Porsche is considering an F1 entry in 2021. Wow, hasn't this been recycled a thousand times i know but every like year it. they talk about porsche turning in yeah but 2021 i know that three that's... years now three years away that we can just like don't even really we can throw it out there now and if it sticks it sticks if it doesn't everyone will forget <laughs> yeah you got a valid point um it is possible the the the, the, the reg, no. the, the, <laughs> i doubt that the, the regs are changing so much so i i feel like it is the time to get in they're obviously, I doubt they'll build a new team from scratch. I'd say they will buy a team. Red Bull. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They'll buy a team. Because there was rumours that circulated last year. I don't know if they're true or not. That Red Bull wanted out. Yeah, Dietrich Matazic. Yeah, no one can say his name. The guy that the, owns the Red guy, Bull. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the rich billionaire that owns Red Bull. Yep. 
was lives talking in about, Austria. Yeah, was talking about uh, he wanted to leave Formula One because the rules were not adequate. They're not allowed um, blown diffusers anymore. Oh, and they needed they, they were too slow to bring them uh, the Mercedes back to the field. And his view was when Red Bull was dominant that um, every year they changed the regulations to try and bring Red Bull Red Bull back. And all Red Bull was doing was they had better aero on their car. They still had the same engines as everyone else yeah. and whatnot. But they well they had worse engines. The Renaults never were that good up top. Never had the peak power no. that the other engines. But they had better aero on their cars, and they would change how the rules were to make them come back to the field. Now that Mercedes has had, what, four years in a row now, five years in a row of dominance with engine packages, it, you know, it's a bit old in the tooth now for them to stick around, pour half a billion dollars a year into a team. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... he owns two teams as well. So it's it's massive money for him, and I think he's just getting over it. Yeah. Well, that is us. I think we're done. Yeah, I feel like that's... dusted. I've talked everyone's ears off for a change. That's all right. You're back. You've, yep. you've had spent a week in the sin bin out fishing, so it's good to have you back. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, I liked last week with Mitch. It was good. It was a different yeah. style of show, but that's just that's just what happens. Yep. Sometimes you've got a different co-driver, you've got to bounce different things off of it. But <laughs> um, yeah, so that is us done and dusted. Don't forget, if you've got anything you want to... um. Tell us. You can do it on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late. We are also still taking um, any of your advice on where Mitch and I should sit for the Gold Coast 600. Um, we still haven't made up our minds yet. So if you do know, if you've got a little secret spot you want to let us know, hit us up at uh, Facebook or uh, email us at breakinglate at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can go to our website, breakinglate.com. That's it. Cool. We'll catch you guys Next week, after the Azerbaijan Azerbaijan Grand Prix, well done, Boku. Well done. Yeah. We'll see if there's as much carnage this year. It could be a pretty interesting episode. Those Force Indians come together again. Yep. And go through that really bloody narrow turn. I swear it's the narrowest one on the calendar. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's like five meters across the track or something. Would you think five meters in a car? That's wild. The cars are two meters wide. I know. It's like, <laughs> and now do that at a hundred and saying k's an hour. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's right. shredding the needle. We will see you guys next week. Catch you later. See ya. Bye.